Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase. It is Thrill of the Chase. It's Tuesday night. There's plenty happening. Plenty in the Olympics, uh, which my man James Vandermart will be all over as well. Australia's passage to uh, Olympic gold medal in the basketball just becomes a little bit harder with the USA knocking out Spain a little bit earlier on. Uh, a date with Argentina tonight is the big one that we'll keep an eye on as well. This is Thrill of the Chase. John Donahoe, James Vandermart with you. We've got a Chuka in the Greyhound, uh, in the harness racing world coming up very shortly. We've got Geelong. We've got plenty of Greyhound racing and we do it all along along the way with my man, James Vandermart. Hello, Jimmy. Have we got you, James? I can hear you in the background there. Hello, mate. How are we? It's been another another good week, hasn't it? Uh, exciting racing left, right, and... Oh, we might have lost you again. Hopefully <laughs> hopefully that line is, uh, isn't too bad throughout the, uh, throughout the evening, but um, hopefully we'll get you back very, very shortly. 0499 736 736 if you want to join the conversation. Faz from Bentley got... The last there at Scone. So well done, Faz. Paid about $6. Hopefully we'll get James Vandermart back in just a moment. They are uh, just a little delay here at Achuka for the first in the world of harness racing. And if you missed any of uh, the Trot's Life with Toby McKinnon this morning, it is podcasted. Wherever you find your podcast, you can hear all the interviews, all the action and the full show there as well. It was another big show and a big day of Trot's action. So we'll keep you across that as well. They're about to jump at Geelong. So we've, we've got a very busy, busy show uh, coming up. We'll get James Vandermark back in a moment, but let's get to Geelong first. Ready? Racing. Austin Ryko would have been slow to begin on the inside and Paulie Abbasoy and Olivia showing speed there would have been Quinley Giblett uh, driving up on the inside. Austin Ryko whipping around the outside. There came on Olivia followed then by Langley Jenny. Riverdale Tiffany and back of the tail of the field there would have been the Langley Jenny as they turn for home now. And it's Austin Ryko nicely clear over all and Olivia and it's Austin Ryko well clear. It's home. All and Olivia second, third. Probably Riverdale Tiffany just over Langley Jenny followed by Riverdale Shine and Quinley Giblett in the time. One, eight and a five Photo for third, the $2 favourite, Orson Ryko gets the job done in the ninth at Geelong. All right, let's just rewind and go back to the start. And I reckon we uh, welcome in this man. He joins me every Tuesday night. We talk Olympics, we talk sport, we talk all things greyhounds, and hopefully no more connection issues. James Vandermart's with me. Hello, Jimmy. Yes, mate. A very good afternoon to you. And we're always talking about something different. And, and we love to chat about technology sometimes too and how when it's working, it's magnificent. Mm-hmm. And when it's not, it can be a bit of a nightmare. This, uh, this time last week, it was absolutely blowing a gale. It was the opposite when we, we first went to air just a moment ago. It was teeming down rain. So the internet connections, again, probably just a little bit weak this week. But uh, hopefully, mate, we can soldier on through. And, hey, I, I could probably start by saying, well, I was definitely going to chip the uh, the red to win that race at Geelong, wasn't I, Johnny? Oh, but, you uh, were, absolutely. That was going to be a <laughs> start one, with it. one from one start. And I, mm. I don't mind that at all. Um, now, we might... Let me just see where we're at. We might get to Achuka in a moment. They're just uh, having a small delay there. How was your day, James? I heard you calling a couple of races today. 
to be honest, it was freezing cold. Um, oh, it was no. it was a, it was a nice morning up uh, up this way, and uh, got to work. It was all going beautifully, and then uh, at about race nine or race ten, I went outside, and it was just freezing cold. It started to hail a little bit as well, and yeah, it just uh, just turned really cold. It's a it's a very wintry feel. The rains are back, but uh, we, we probably got a glimpse, I guess, over the last six or so days of of what's to come with spring just around the corner, and it's a special time because. I feel when you wake up in the morning, John, and you walk outside on a lovely springs morning, you can just feel the buzz of racing in the air. You know, you can smell the big races. You can smell the the Melbourne Cup carnival for the for the gallops and also for the greys. It's mm. it's it's very exciting. So it hopefully is. it's not too far away. No, I hope not. Hey, let's uh, take this first one in at Achuca, and we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll start things off by having a look back at a big day of greyhound for racing. A lead time of ten point one. Just playing at Cresco, went through to lead three metres. Archie Bargy got up into the death seat easily enough. Two metres away, the Yellow Jacket, Postal Express on the pegs, and two metres, Crank Pepper, 1-1. One, one. Two metres to Lugon, three back the inside. Well, well, uh, getting a good enough run through the field is three back on the outer. Six metres into Million Dollar Art, he's found a sit, four back on the running line. Uh, blue colours, two from the back, Crack Pepper. Six metres then to Bonnie Taylor, and easing having to be back towards the rear, our Eduardo Denario, and would have to be a good 35 metres off the lead. They make their way off the back straight. First quarter in a 30.4. And the front runner by two metres is just bling at Cresco. Shows in front. In second placing is Argy Bargy. On the inside away in that Kyabram Tire and Battery Service sprint lane in one round's time is Postal Express. As they get the bell, 800 metres a lap to go. Cresco Gold Digger, Blue Noseband, Cerise is 1-1. Lugon, three back the pegs, the mainly white of Wellwell, three back the outer. 30.9 that second quarter. Similar colours on the pegs, four back stable mate, uh, or the, the other weed and back runner, our Eduardo Denario, covered by a million dollar art, the silver with yellow sleeves, four metres Crack Pepper, five back the outer, and about six and a half metres Bonnie Taylor, It'd be about 35 off the lead. Jasplin at Cresco turns it on into the back. James Herbertson in the blue, leading half ahead to Argy Bargy. Three and a half metres posted. Express has had the right run. Just needs some clear air as they get to that 400 marker in a quickened up 28.9 third quarter. About three metres to Cresco. Gold digger under pressure on the 1 1. Uh, dropping back out it was our Eduardo Denario. Well, well gets past him. On the inside, Logoma then million dollar art. Well back, Crack Pepper. They're not in the hunt. Into the straight. It's Jasplin at Cresco about a neck. Two on the outside, Argy Bargy. Going back to the inside now as Logom. It's Argy Bargy after just being at Cresco. Postal Express came through as well with Logom. Postal Express got the run, took the lead and scores. Half ahead on the inside. Logom has run second. On the outer, Argy Bargy ahead away third. Flashing into fourth. A good first up run. A neck away from well. Seven, well. nine and the six. Postal Express six, $6.30. Logom at $1.70 and Argy Bargy at $1.40. So that's the first done and dusted. Jimmy at Achuka. Yeah, first of the uh, the harness races that we'll be covering, and we have been going all right on the harness tip for the last couple of weeks, so hopefully we can find one in the uh, the next race. But good little uh, day of straight track racing up the straight at Hillsville today. We're right sort of in the, the thick of the uh, the carnival, the festival of racing, as we've come to know it this year, the Hillsville Festival of Racing. And the exciting thing is that head race, head-to-head match racing, that one-on-one uh, match racing is just around the corner here at Hillsville. It's uh, I think the uh, the entry forms are being sold as of next week, um, and then the uh, the the actual day itself is only about uh, three or four weeks away. So the the festival's rolling on. It was a terrific day of racing on Sunday with the state uh, straight track championship final. You, you have to try and say that in a hurry. The state straight track championship S- final. If you- 
State, state. Ah, oh, no. No, I it's, can't it's a nightmare. State it's a straight it's, track final. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> it's the state straight track championship. It is, is, is an absolute mouthful to say. And I think I might have attempted to, to try and pull that one off in a race call. Oh, uh, maybe no, at its inaugural running and it didn't go oh. too well. So now... Now, when it's the National Straight Track Championship and it's the state final, I'm a little bit more cautious with the words I use. But, um, yeah, Utah Ghost, he was, he was absolutely breathtaking. And it's incredible because this time last month, Utah Ghost had never even raced up the straight. So we had no idea, you know, of what the, the potential of a greyhound like he could be. And if anything, it's opened the door now because in the past, we've sort of said, like, greyhounds like Dr. Tucker are just going to dominate throughout this whole festival of racing. And, and then all of a sudden, we get a greyhound like Utah Ghost who heads up to Hillsville. He's never, ever raced on the straight. His circle credentials are good, but they're not outstanding. But he's just taken to, to straight racing like no other. He's broken 19 seconds twice out of three wins. He is an absolute star. And look, right now, you'd just love to see Utah Ghost v Dr. Tucker if all goes well in the lead-up to that Arrow series, because if they go head-to-head, it'll be a race for the ages. Yeah, it certainly will. It's one thing It's one thing we've spoken about the last couple of weeks, the, the straight track circuit, and I love me some Hillsville straight track racing. It was delayed, I know, there for a while, so I can't wait specifically to see that. I'm going to sit down and, uh, and I reckon spend a day watching the straight track racing because it is going to be fantastic, Jimmy. Yeah, oh, look, the next the next month or so up there, and it culminates with the Hillsville Cup. It's going to be an incredible month of racing, so don't miss a thing. I, I know the punters had a pretty good day out today because I think there was a bit of an error um, with one of the greyhounds. It was uh, rearview mirror today up at Hillsville. It opened up last night, I think, around the 160, 150 mark with the corporates, um, and then today, I reckon it was a typo. One of the agents agencies, they opened it up at $5.50, now I'm assuming instead of putting a one, they put a five on the keyboard. Um, oh, no. So instead of being one fifty, it's five fifty. If you're the following corporates who like to wait to see what the others do before they bring out their market, they opened up at five fifty, obviously thinking that's the right price. And uh, yeah, it, it bolted in and paid I think a dollar twenty two on the fixed odds. So it was it was a bit of a stuff up that you don't see too often anymore. I think the uh, the corporates and, and and the rest they're always pretty much smack bang onto that. But I'd I'd have to say it was a typo because everyone. Someone who has, has done little to no form would have had this dog at one dollar fifty. So, yeah, a couple of lucky punters got on at five fifty. It wasn't me, I can say, but uh, for those who did, they were they were more than happy with themselves. That's for sure. Absolutely, they would have been. They, it does happen from time to time where they put the wrong dividend up. I know Joe, um, Mitch and I were in here one day, and he said that he tipped a dog at maybe two bucks, and it came up at seven dollars fifty. And James mm. was thinking, "Gee, that." Uh, sorry, Mitch was thinking that can't be right. That can't be right, and it adjusted moments later where uh, where it was yeah. back to about a dollar ninety or something like that. So yeah, it does I, I reckon from it's, time to time. it's happened once for me where it was it was I can't remember exactly. I feel like it was almost a sporting bet, mm. and I put it on, and I actually got a message from the the agency that I was using at the time, and they said um, because it was an extreme extreme case of being the wrong dividend. The bet's cancelled, and I actually thought that was a little bit unfair at the time because I thought, yeah. look, if you're if you're good enough to get the bet on, it's up to them to, to put the right markets up. And as a punter, look, if you see value, you should be able to go for it. So there are rules and regulations. I think in the instance today where it's a dollar fifty to five fifty, it's not deemed to be you know an excessively wrong market. If that came up at five hundred and fifty to one, then. I'm guessing they'd be able to cancel the bet if need be. Which, look, I think that's a little bit unfair in a way because that's their job to get the prices right. And as a punter, I'm pretty sure if we put on the wrong price, we don't get our money back. So, 
You know, if you were to accidentally true. put a bet on twice or, or put an extra zero on there, well, it's up to the lap of the gods whether or not you uh, you win big or lose big. Absolutely. Hey, uh, let's get stuck into it now. We, we will take a break very soon, but was there anything you wanted to flesh out about today that was uh, that was so worthwhile that you wanted to talk about? Look, there were a couple of really good runs, and, and the Tuesday class at Hillsford, it's a half-stake meeting. Um it's become really, really strong. It's become a really hard place to, to win a race up the straight. And when I go through a couple of the winners, you'll see why. Uh, race five was won by Dash Home. This was crunched off the map, 240 into 140. Uh, controlled the race and went 1945. Then race two, that was re- uh, race six, sorry, leg two of the quaddy was Rearview Mirror. This is the Greyhound that opened up at 550 when he should have been $1.50. He went 1939 and just controlled the race from the outset. Blackpool Astro won race seven and he was a, a really strong win. He, he just punched the rail throughout the whole race and he was able to edge away and score. And then this is this is one of the better training efforts you'll see from a Greyhound. Paul Spatiri. Um, he's, you know, he's not renowned as being one of the star trainers in the sport, but he picked up this Greyhound Mountview Audrey. She, she'd only won a handful of races. She was the, probably the, the kind of Greyhound that would win one in every eight thereabouts. And, and he's completely turned her around. He's got her flying at the moment. She went 1933 up the straight today, which was an outstanding run. And I was just sitting up there in the broadcast thinking, really, all credit goes to, to Paul Spateri because he's done a wonderful job with that dog. And then race nine went to Slingshot Reaper doing what he does, 1669 to win the free-for-alls. So, Considering it was a Tuesday meeting and it's half stake and you probably don't expect big things from a lot of the dogs, it turned out to be a very, very good day on paper once again and it also delivered on the day of the race. Yeah, absolutely. It was a very, very nice race. And um, I might watch the replay of that one back because I remember it. I remember little bits of it throughout the day, but um, I might have to rewatch that one. Hey, we're, uh, I'm just watching the, um, the track cycling. This is fascinating as well. It's another one of those sports I'd never watch in a million years um, outside of the Olympics. In the velodrome. The velodrome. I tell you yeah. what, I tell you what is scary, how high and steep that floor is. You don't realise yeah. it until you're actually watching that that floor is just seriously steep. Yeah, it does have a bit of a an incline or a bit of a canva to it. Uh, it's it's interesting to see. But uh, on the old uh, PlayStation games, the Olympic PlayStation games, I love getting around them and, and having a race in the velodrome. I'm just quickly going to bring you the uh, the results at Horsham. They just ran race number seven there. Um, I am just uh, having a quick look at the uh, the concluding stages now. Running Carry was the favourite, 155, and he was able to get across from box number eight from Matty Lanigan, took the lead turning for home. Uh, number two, Invictus Caleb, ran on late, and then it was Akoya who finished very quickly. It was a good uh, tussle to the post, but Running Carry was able to make all from box number eight. All right, beautiful. Uh, yeah, run and carry dollar forty. All right, should we get to a break, or is there anything you want to just add very quickly? Or yeah, I reckon we'll go to a break, Johnny, and then we'll have a listen back to that uh, straight track championship final from uh, what was a, a big day of racing up the straight, and obviously with no grand final now with COVID because the final was supposed to be at Capatabar in Queensland for the, the the national straight track championship. This is as good as it's going to get this year. The the state final of the straight track championship, and this is a greyhound that, as I said a moment ago, has just taken to straight racing he absolutely loves it all right beautiful we'll talk more about that on the other side of the break john donahoe james vandermark with you it's thrill of the chase welcome back to thrill of the chase that's exactly what you're listening to it's thrill of the chase it's sen track it's john donahoe james vandermark with you and we've got a big big show coming your way join us anytime 0499 736 736 matty o says tell jimmy uh 
for for a change. He's not required for tennis tonight. Probably a good thing because you said you've gone outside and it's absolutely freezing, James. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not the season for tennis. It's not I tennis think. weather. No, no. no, it's unless not tennis it's weather. Indoor, it's unless it's indoor in a heated facility, yeah. I wouldn't be going out playing tennis. There used to be a um, indoor tennis centre up at Mount Evelyn, sort of east of Melbourne, that you yeah. could go to, and it had a whole heap of tennis courts in this yeah. massive, big sort of shed, but. I don't think that exists anymore. So, um, yeah, it would be it would be outdoor for the fellas tonight, and good luck to them. <laughs> Disappointing. Uh, and also, you got a, uh, someone asking, you, have you got a multi before I go to work, uh, James? Someone asking. Gee, it's a, it's a late, uh, head, late yeah. time of night. Yeah, late time of night to be going to work. It say, uh, let's say half past five after the news, I'll come up with a multi for tonight right. at Warrigal. So if right. you can stick it out for about eight or nine minutes, we'll put together a little multi for tonight. Yeah. All right, make sure you're listening. James Vandermart will give a little multi very soon. All right. Now, I've got... What am I doing here? I've got some audio here. You want to explain this audio, James, and we'll uh, we'll have, have a listen to it? Yeah, just prior to that first break, John, we spoke of the Greyhound that won the state straight track championship final, which is probably the easiest, uh, the hardest uh, sentence to, to try and string together in a race. But uh, this is a Greyhound that's going places. Utah Ghost, I mean, right now... He's probably the pick to, to dominate throughout the rest of the Hillsville Festival of Racing. We still have the Arrow, which is that head-to-head match race series. Now, they're worth $2,500 per match race. So if you win the head-to-head match race, 2500 If you set the fastest time from the four match races, you take home $20,000. As well as that, you've then got the Hillsville Cup, which is... You know, extreme prize money for a race that it's only going to take 18 seconds to run. And and this Greyhound right now would be the pick to just about win them all. And his name is Utah Ghost. And he took out leg two of the Festival of Racing at Hillsville. And the favourite to go from box five, the star sprinter Ferdinand Boy. Set to run. Green I'm light. Not sure what's going on here, James. I'm, for some reason, the sound... Uh, on this uh, on this clip isn't coming as well and they're desk. going stride oh, for stride go. with smartest jack and then hello george untested dr riker jordanville jet and duncan last utah goes sped to the front out wide put two lengths on smartest jack it's all utah ghost he's going to bolt in utah apologies goes. there james we obviously came through uh, halfway through but he did bolt in uh, by a couple of uh, couple of lengths there yeah, look, and it's, it's, it's one thing to bolt him, but it's another to, to do so in a field like that. I mean, the, the quality of dogs he was beating, smart as Jack's a, a terrific straight tracker. Um, he made the Pink Diamond final, which was a $75,000 final. You've then got Ferdinand Boy, who's gone on that Country Cup blitz. So it wasn't as if he was beating a, an easy Tier 3 field. He was, he was beating up on potentially the best straight dogs going around right here, right now, probably barring Dr Tucker, who's out injured at the moment. So it was a huge run. Right now, he's the pick to win just about everything. And the, the one thing that I'm really surprised about, John, is a lot of good Hillsville dogs will be hard railers. They get to the inside, up behind the lure, um, they, they seem to do the best down near the inside, but this was the, uh, the, the, the complete opposite. He pulled to the outside of the track. He let go with a powerful run, and, and he was too good. So mm. credit to him. He's, he's a serious conveyance. Absolutely. Hey, very quickly, a minute and a half, Geelong, race number 10. Uh, Matty from Geelong is with the eight. Where are you going? Yeah, I think uh, number one. I, I love the name of this dog. We've seen him on the uh, on the show a few times. Oh, fish Tog. tog. Yes. Yeah, the old fish tog giblet. Look, I think he's going to be pretty hard to beat. It looks the right race for him. He's drawn box number one. The only concern I have is Nessa Giblet, who's drawn immediately on his outside, 
can go pretty hard for the rails at the start. So he doesn't want to let that two go past him. If he does that, he might get caught back on the rail, therefore in a little bit of trouble. So fingers crossed the old uh, fish tog can get out and go. And I think if he does that, he's, uh, he's going to be pretty hard to, uh, to contain, especially from box number one. We, I reckon we have this this greyhound with us just about every Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever you and I are on, and it, it generally runs a pretty good race. So I reckon for that, just for the purpose of it always running, and, and because I like the name, mm. I'm going to go with you. I, I like it. Yeah, I think we jump on the bandwagon. I think the first time we, we saw this dog was in a maiden race down at Warnable on a yeah. Thursday night. Um, I tipped him there. That was a better class of race than what he's against here. The, the pace probably can come from the seven Orcades, who could probably lead him from box number seven. But look, as I said, as long as he doesn't let that two cross him at the start, Nessa Giblet, because she will go for the inside rail, as long as he can hold out the check early, I think he's going to get a good run. And I'm happy for Orcades to lead from box seven, sit leaders back, and then when the whips are cracking... I expect the fish tog to go bang. All right, uh, Geelong race 10 is the tip. The tip is number one from James Vandermart. And I'm feeling some music coming along. Let's head to Geelong now. Tomorrow their first is at 12.11, local time. Can you accept now? Right, thanks, Rowling. Can you accept now? Race number 10, moving in. Fish tog, give it in box one, the favourite here, 185. 390 in a raid Orchidies in box number seven. Set to go. Green light. About to run. Set. Racing. And away pretty smartly near the inside there. Nisa Gibbon also fished on Gibbon. No, followed further back by Evident Racing third. Going around the outside there came Orkney's followed by Tinker Gypsies out to last. Coming up the back straight and fished on Gibbon the leader. Led by two or three lengths down on Nisa Gibbon followed further back then by Evident. And then came Orkney's Tinker Gypsy in the straight though. Fished on Gibbon nicely clear. Fished on Gibbon first. Nisa Gibbon second. Well, that's exactly what we do. And it paid two dollars on the top tote, so I'm going to play some damn music. Whoa. Look, Johnny, if that one if that one paid a dollar seventy, we'd still be playing music because yeah. I didn't just tip it. I Hell told you yes. it was going to win. It was confidence, Absolutely. and I love when we get one right like that, Johnny. <laughs> love it. When you get in this mood, hey, James, I... I've told you a couple of times. <laughs> when you get in this mood, it gets me excited. I've got goosebumps right now because it means. My pockets, your pockets, and the pockets, more importantly, of our listeners, become ever so full. And that is what SEN Tracks yeah. all about. That is exactly what we're all about on this show. And I, I must say, there was a little bit of a concern for the first 50 metres because the two was right up alongside us. And, and as I said, that two wants to get to the rail. But the big fish tog, it was like the Hulk just shoving through against the inside, pushed them out the way, said, what am I going to pay even money? Play some music, lads, because we're in for a winner. So nice, nice yeah. little start there. That's pretty much our first tip we've given. I couldn't have pushed that any harder. And, and hopefully that uh, punter who wanted the multi said, bugger the multi, I'm just going to smash the fish tog and got away to a nice start. Yeah, on your togsy. That's what we love. We love a bit of togsy. <laughs> He's our boy. He is. He is. Actually, I think we are making him SEN Tracks own. And James Vandermart and John Donahoe's own. I think it just you and me, Tuesday night, SEN Tracks very own fish tog. Yeah. I don't want to get you excited either because he's no world beater, but um, well, he, won the, he won the race that he needed to to fill our pockets. So we'll... we'll We'll claim him for a little bit of time anyway. As long as he keeps winning, we are going did to you, be very happy. Did you happen to watch the soccer last night, the Matildas? Oh, how disappointing. 
I, look, I, I don't think they were disappointing though, because no, that the that result, yeah, I mean overall, yeah, no, they I know, were fantastic. Yeah. The result was just so disappointing. To, to be honest, I'm I'm far from a soccer fanatic, um, but I I sat there from the first minute to the last minute, and and you know it was the the kind of moment that I think you're proud to be Australian, and mm. even even Ariane Titmus the other day in the the 800 with Ledecky, like so I think I think. You know, it's similar to, to racing greyhounds as well and, and being a racing commentator. You don't have to win sometimes to to be so impressive and, and to potentially run the race of your life. And I, I felt like Ariane Titmus did that in the 800. She, she swam so well chasing down Ledecky. And obviously, you know, she's tired at the end of the Olympics. And, and I thought that second was huge. And I thought the Matildas yesterday were, were exactly the same, that, that green and gold spirit just to continue to fight. And look, they, they were a bit unlucky. I mean, Sam Kerr, with that goal that was was disallowed, they they had their chances. They dominated, I think, the first half of the match. You know, and as I say, I'm not a not a soccer fanatic by any stretch, but from what I could see, they looked like they they gave it a really good shake. They did, they did, and I was just I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. And I think halfway through that first half, we've got to get to the news in a moment, but I'll say this: halfway through that first half, Australia absolutely dominated mm. Sweden. And, and I heard a few people on the way in this morning say to Gerald, actually, um, Mark Bosnich speaking to, um, to Gary and Tim this know. morning. he'd know. Yeah. Look, uh, they quest- a lot of people questioned whether Australia played the right tactic by flying a few long balls in. And Bosnich just explained it perfectly that when, when, a, when a defense sits back like that, there's one way you can get past them, and that's to launch mm. in a couple of long balls. Over the top. And, and Australia did that so well. And... and I just I'm no soccer fan, fanatic either, and I I watched you know that game pretty closely, and look there will be soccer fans out there who might disagree with me, but for the life of me I can't work out why it was a uh, a foul on Sam Kerr when oh. when she put the ball in the back in the back of the net when it was a beautifully weighted cross, and yeah. when you look at the replay of it, James, well, it just looked like it was very very tiggy touchwood. The, the funny thing is, I, I love playing the FIFA PlayStation game. Yeah, me too. I, I play it all the time. Whenever I get a spare moment, I'm on mm, that game. And, and I, I was sitting there with the lovely wife on the couch, and for some reason, we had it on mute. So yeah. I had no commentary, and I'm sitting there, and I'm going, that, that's a goal. And I'm, yeah. I'm like, and then she goes, well, it's being disallowed. And I said, well, there, there was definitely no offside. Like, what, what are we looking at? And yeah. I think, yeah, there was an obstruction of somebody else. But it, it was one of those decisions, I think, that may well have been a 50-50. Unfortunately, it went against us. But mm. I, I did notice a couple of decisions with the, the offside rule where they, they're clearly offside and they have to wait for it to be reviewed before they actually mention that. it. Oh, look, at yeah, it's... <laughs> Like as I say, I'm far from a soccer fanatic, but those little things they annoyed me. And absolutely, yeah, and, I think an offside is a hard rule to read. My missus asked the same question. She goes, "Why was that not a goal? Was it offside?" And my mum asked me the same question as well. And yeah. I said, "I don't think it was offside." Now, uh, nah, I mean, correct definitely me if I'm wasn't. Wrong. You know, the defender has to be behind. Sorry, the attacker has to be behind the last or defender. Sorry, ahead of the yeah. last defender for it to be deemed offside, and they weren't. So yeah. it was it was shattering. And fingers crossed, James. They've done us proud already. Fingers crossed they walk away with a bronze medal because beating the U.S. would be a yeah. huge achievement for them. The U.S. the number one team in the comp. But you know as well, that as and I've said this a couple of times, my boys, the Boomers, on tonight. A great opportunity. They'll have to take on the U.S. if they win tonight against Argentina. Mm. But this, is, uh, this has got destiny written all over it. So we'll wait and see. But um, I'm loving the Olympics. And it's nearly over, which is very shattering. Yeah, it's gone quick. Savvy Kai Valley's just trotted to victory in race number two at Achuka, by the way, as well. Beautiful. It was an odds-on favourite. So for the punters that took the odds on, they uh, they get a nice little winner there. All right, let's get some news headlines, James. More Olympics chat, more uh, Greyhounds chat, and anything else we want to talk about. You know what else will come? Some more winners on the other side of the break because we've got Horsham in about a minute and a half. 
Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Don't forget, you can uh, tune into the Olympics live on SEN, so make sure you just jump on the app if you need to. Let's get to Horsham, James. Only fair to go in the centre, but gets a clear run to go outside, will do, and shortly afterwards takes a lead now, and Mapunga Night shoots clear over, will do, followed by Padrino Rocks on the rail, very wide out sunny day, Spring Cobra, and the tail end of Tigalong Rebel, Mapunga Night up to the turn in front, will do, trying to hang on a length away, three back Padrino Rocks as they turn, Mapunga Night in front, will do, getting up on the rail, Mapunga Night and will do, will do's got to, to Mapunga Night, and will do's going to cause a big upset. Will do, the four, so it'll be the four, six, and I think it'll be three yes four six and three um uh, james don't get me wrong you are a a man who goes wide but a 24 dollars winner was that going to be the tip for you no look i thought it was a race to leave alone to be honest i thought mapunga knight would win the six and he was a dollar 30 so it was probably a good thing that the six was so short because he wasn't he wasn't a, a betting proposition therefore you leave the race alone and as it turned out will do's been a greyhound that how, how do i how do i say this it could begin really well and then if he's up near the front, he can sort of wander about a shade. But then he normally does hit the line really well. And, and once he lobs second behind Mapunga Knight, look, if you're on the $1.30 shot in front, it was the, the dog you did not want to see behind you. And unfortunately for the odds on favour, it was, it was the roughy. Fortunately for those who took that at about 25 to 1, who's come powering home to win it. But uh, we do have that listener out there who wanted a bit of a, a multi at uh, Warrigal. So I thought we might start this segment of the show, Johnny, with, uh, with trying to find yeah, a bit it. of a multi to put together at Warrigal. And maybe we could uh, bring our heads together and, and try and come up with something. Oh, James, they don't want to hear from me. They do not want to hear my thoughts and, and try and find get me to find a winner. This is what we pay you the, the, the millions and millions of dollars a year yeah. for. <laughs> That's good to know, Johnny, because I'll, I'll just uh, I'll, I'll flick that in, in, invoice across uh, to the, the accounting team tonight, hey, mate. Uh, very, I, very good. Don't tell them I said that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, mate, I'll, I'll let you off. But uh, look, there's, there's a couple of greyhounds that I'd, I'd probably look to play in a multi. I think race number three, two greyhounds that I think have got you know pretty big futures. Bon Yogi in box number one and propelled in box number two. I don't think there's a great deal between this duo, but you're getting around $1.50 a place on Bon Yogi fixed odds, some some offering $1.60. So I'd probably take the punt that Bon Yogi's going to finish in the top two and start off with him as a place bet in the first leg of the multi, which is race number three. Are you happy with that, John? Always, always happy. Uh, I'm just looking at it now. I think that's the best of, uh, of the lot. Yeah, race five. I'm going to go with number seven, Mr. Bob, to run a place. You're getting a similar price, I think, around that 140, 150 mark um, on the fixed odds to run in the top two. There, again, is a scratching there, but I think he's a big chance to run top two. He, he's an each-way chance, like the last one, Bon Yogi. So I thought if we, if we played them both to run a place where we're looking at a decent price already, yep. $1.40 on Mr. Bob. Um, the first one was $1.50 Bon Yogi. So we're already up to $2.10. And we're only early in the uh, the meeting. I'm just scrolling through the... Oh, the ching-cha-ching. Uh, just looking toward the end. There was one later that I thought would would go very well. I'm just scrolling through now. It's funny because sometimes you can look at the form guide and they just absolutely ping off the paper. Yeah. And other times <laughs> they, they do not. Um, I thought that... I'm not sure if this is multi... Uh, material, but race nine, number seven, Flywheel Bella dropping back in class. I think might uh, might run a bit of a race, so might be worth just an each way play, but maybe not one for the multi. Uh, let's look toward the end of the night. Race eleven, number eight, 
security man. Last start, absolutely flew around Warrigal. Very quick beginner, has a couple of railers drawn underneath, so should get a good run. Again, we're getting about that 135, 140 for the place, which I think is a, a decent way to play. So if we play that trio, Mr. Bob to place, Bon Yogi and security man to place, you're getting around $3.00. And let's find one more, Johnny, for the, right. the punter out there. What was what was Bon Yogi? What, what race was Bon Yogi in again? Uh, race three, number race one. Three, that's right. I'm just yeah, race five, there. number seven, Mister Bob. Yes. Race eleven at Warrigal, number eight, Security Man. And I'm just going to have a quick look and make sure there was nothing that we could play at uh, at Old G Town, G Long, just to throw a little bit more value in so to I've that got, uh, that multi so far while you have a look i've got uh four dollars 25 with mr bob place at a dollar 35 bon yogi placing at a dollar 40 and security man winning at two dollars yeah we're going security man to place as well though johnny Ooh, i think okay. yeah right. it does drop our value back a little bit but i think he's, he's a really really big chance to run in the top three i know there's only two divvies on the race but sometimes you do have to take that that little bit of a punt but i think he's more likely to run top two than he is to run third um, so we'll play those. There's four races still to go up at Horsham as well. Um, we're just having a bit of a scroll through. Mr. Fire Kick absolutely flew around there a couple of weeks ago. Went 27.10 over the 4.85 for memory. He's what we're we getting for him. He's about a dollar fifty a place as well. So with these smaller fields, there's there's uh, only two dividends in a lot of these races. Therefore, if you you take them for a place. Obviously, you need to run top two, but you are getting a, a very decent price as well. So we'll do that. We'll take Mr. Fire Kick as well, which is Horsham race 10, number five, to run a place. So we've got Mr. Bob, Bon Yogi, Security Man, and Mr. Fire Kick. We all need them to run a drum. It's a four-leg multi at $4.11. I think that's a, a, a fairly fair multi. Absolutely it is. I, Small bet. I'm having a, Just let me have a look here and do something here. I'm adding a leg. <laughs> here we go. All right. Gonna go to, what, uh, we're going to go away from the Greyhounds, though, what, is what we're going to yeah, do. Yeah, what are we doing? We're going to put Australia in, the Boomers. $1. Yeah, 20, nice, $1. nice. twenty, boost it up. I like. $4.15. Yep. I'm putting the boomers in uh, as my contribution. Makes it a five-leg multi. So, Mr. Bob, the place, $1.35. Bon Yogi, a place, $1.40. Security Man, $1.35 for the place. Mr. Fire Kick at Horsham Race 10, $1.35 the place. And Australia paying head-to-head $1.20 to beat Argentina. Yeah, and the corporate I've got to in front of me, they're betting that $5 at multi. So if you do yeah, shop man. around, you might end up with a, a decent price. So and if, let, you've, got let's, a, and if let's... you've got an odds boost, you might get it $6 as well. Yeah, and gee, that's, that's not a bad price. And look, we're, we're not even really after any of them to win. The, the, four, the four that we've tipped Greyhound-wise only need to, to place, and then the, the boomers just win. We just need it's the a boomers 50, to win. It's a 50-50 bet. Yeah, just <laughs> a 50-50 bet, and they'll, they're more than 50-50, mate. They should win tonight. All right, you happy with me adding that leg in? Well, I think we've got no choice, mate. We're a team, so yes. I'm more than happy to, to let you right. steer the ship. And, hey, look, moving forward, that's probably you know, something we can do with, uh, with the multis. And I, yeah. I know a lot of punters that like to throw a footy game in as yep. well every now and then, which is, is good. And I actually thought on the, the weekend that Fremantle were a really, really big chance to beat Richmond. Um, they, were, they were the despised outsider at the end, Fremantle, but uh, they, they sprung the upset, I guess you could say, against Richmond, who, who were gallant in a way too to, to just keep coming and get as close as they did. Can you remember what they were paying? Oh, about, when I say despised outsiders, they were about 250 260 Still, I think, but in a head-to-head, yeah. If you like, put yeah. that in a multi with a couple of other um, things, it boosts it up right to, in, in a very good way. If they're $2, 250 I mean, that's, yeah. that's good odds. 
Well, I thought Port Adelaide would probably win two, and they were about the fifty mark. So, if you were to just play those two in a multi, you're probably looking yeah. at about four, four to one or something like that. But uh, yeah, that was that was the, the weekend of sport, and that was the, the James and John multi for tonight. Anyway, absolutely, we will whack that up uh, at the moment. I might put that up on Twitter as well because uh, I like it a lot, James. I like it a lot. Yeah, uh, but. Just for those out there who might be just joining us again, uh, we've put together a little multi before we get to the break. Warrigal race number three, num, uh, sorry, Warrigal race three, number one, Bon Yogi for the place, $1.40. Warrigal race number five, number seven, $1.35 for the place, Mr. Bob. Uh, Warrigal race 11, number eight, security man for the place, $1.35. Mystify kick at Horsham in race number 10, also for the place at $1.35. And Australia, the Boomers in the Olympics against Argentina at $1.20 will get you to $4.13. And it might vary on the different bookmakers as well. So I good luck. I quite like this idea, Johnny, of, yeah. of us coming together and, and creating a multi. And I was just wondering, I was, I was a bit of a fan of the Non-Chasers podcast, which was mm-hmm. played through... Um, SEN track and I, I don't think they're operating at the moment but one thing I liked about that podcast was they had little stingers for example like if, if we're going to do a multi every week yeah. and I think we should I, I reckon we what should. we should do Johnny we should start with let's say $100 in our kitty and we'll try and you know snare the odd multi here and there and try and build that $100 up I and like it. I know on the I know on the non-chasers podcast they were trying to Try to invest every week to then eventually be able to buy a greyhound. And wouldn't that be nice and, if we could start with, oh yeah. with 100 and then one day... Look, we gamble responsibly, of course, of course, but one day we get enough money in the kitty that we can buy a nice little greyhound to have some, some fun with and we can call it the, the thrill of the chase star or something like that. I'm not too I, sure, but I just, I just need you, John, because yes. you're in there at SEN Track headquarters. I need you to have a chat to the guys and gals who can create some kind of little stinger I'm gonna for get, the James yeah, James and John Multi. You hit the button, mate, and then that means business time. You know what? I'm going to email Andy Walsh, who's our great <laughs> creative man, and he's gonna, yep. he makes up all the stingers for us. I'm going to get it made up. We're going to get a nice stinger. And I think this is something we are going to do week to week. But you know I reckon what? But you know what I'm twice gonna, a week. Yeah, twice a week. You know what I'm going to do, though? I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm going to stick with what I feel like yep. I know. I'm going to go the Correct. sport side of it. You yep. stick with the greyhounds, and of course, if you have a thoroughbred or a trot that you want to put in, I think that's a great way of doing it. You and I, we stick to our what to what we know. I'll go sport, you go uh, racing, and I reckon we can find the punters some uh, some some money and some value along the way. And I, I want the stinger to have a bit of you know a bit of uh, a bit of swagger about it, Johnny. I'm not sure if you could be the voice behind it or if we need somebody else to create it. Yeah. But you know the, the James and John multi, the JJ multi, even even throw it out to our family of listeners whether or not they have something that they think we could yeah. we could name this segment. And and we'll try and get to it every time we come together on a Tuesday, on a Thursday, most of the time, mate. We'll sit there, we'll put our heads together, and we'll we'll win some money. The thrill of the chase multi with uh, with JVDM and JD. <laughs> It's a bit yep, wordy. Done. A bit wordy. Yeah. I'll work probably it. shorten it a shade. Yeah, I'll work it out. Give me a week, James. Give me a week, yep. and I'll uh, I'll get that sorted. Well, I reckon we do it again on Thursday when we come together. But I will get that sorted for you, um, yep. and I'll get a stinger, and we'll uh, we'll start things off, and we might be able to build the bank a little bit. But that's that's a ter- tremendous idea, and we've kicked it off tonight. Yeah, I like the I like the sounds of it, mate. And as I say, we'll we'll touch on it Thursday. We'll get back to it. We'll keep an idea. Hey, if we're starting with a hundred dollars, we just chuck ten bucks on tonight's multi. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Let's get it up 10, to fifty. Ten on it. 
we're going we're gonna to get odds of about $5 yeah. on that multi. Let's so if it does win, we're up to $140. i will will even keep the tally, Johnny. I'll, yes. I'll, I'll set up the uh, the Excel spreadsheet. Your job is to set up the stinger. And together, we come together, we make a moolah, yeah. and we buy a very quick dog. Love it, love it. And <laughs> the good thing about this multi tonight is it's all just places. So we need a top three finish except for the boomers who are at $1.20 and should beat the Yeah, I, I should cut in. There are a couple of races that don't have full fields of eight, so there are a few that need to finish top right. two. So okay. just to, just to put a little bit more pressure on, I think all four need to finish top two, to be honest. That's so okay. that's, that's all right, mate. They'll probably all win anyway, yeah. so who um, cares? All right, exactly. <laughs> Give me a week. I'll sort out a stinger for us, James, and uh, we'll get that going over the next little while and uh, our listeners can join in and add any legs they would like as well. We are running a little bit behind, so let's take a quick break, a final break, and we'll wrap the show up on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Welcome back, Thrill of the Chase. We're getting innovative. We're putting multis together and we're hoping that you'll come along on the ride with us. James Vandermart and myself, we are going to put a weekly multi. We're going to do it twice a week, Tuesday and Thursday. We'll put a multi together for you and try and fill the pockets. And 100 bucks we'll start with every uh, every Tuesday and Thursday. So stay tuned for that. All right, James, we're running short on time, but tell us about the Sandown Olympic relay team. Yeah, I just want to have a quick chat about uh, this Olympic relay team that uh, Sandown put together now. It was four different sets of four greyhounds that you would have effectively in a relay team. Now, they were from all the different eras over the last probably 20 years or so, right back to Power to Burn, Bombastic Shiraz, obviously the most recent uh, we see the likes of Kablins and Aston Rupee that, uh, that do come together. And I, I thought it was just a great talking point to potentially look back at who and what era potentially had the best greyhounds going around. We look back to that era probably last year where we had Simon Told Helen, uh, Hardstyle Rico were two of the greyhounds that, that would go in a relay together to represent Australia if there was a, a greyhound Olympics. And even right back to, to Fernando Bale and, and those type of greyhounds. And I just thought it was an interesting talking point. If you head to Sandown Greyhounds on the socials, I think uh, Facebook and I think Instagram as well as Twitter, and just going through the, the four relay sides that they put together, Team 1, Brett Lee, Powder Burn, Bombastic, Shiraz, Whiskey, Assassin. I actually thought that was the best. And this is probably 15 years ago that team was put together. Uh, team two, Fernando Baldona, double one, Pope the Bear, hooked on Scotch. Team three, Simon Told Helen, Hardstyle, Rico, Shimmer Shine, Tigalong Tonk. And the most recent team that they could put together, Kablins, Quara Bale, Aston Fastnet, Aston Rupee. So I thought it was a, a fabulous talking point. And the Sandown Greyhounds page had 326 comments on what people thought. So that was one that really hit home. And mm. when you go back through those names, I mean, they have just been incredible dogs. Fernando Bale, Brett Lee, Power to Burn. Whiskey Assassin was the reason I became a greyhound caller because Ronnie Hawkswell called him in the shootout and down the back straight, he goes, the heavy artillery's out, Whiskey Assassin around the outside. And that was the moment I said, wow, what he just did then made me want to be a race caller. So looking back, you know, that, that's what greyhounds can do. And and, and a credit to Whiskey Assassin, he completely changed my life and, and the path of my life from, from what I potentially could have been doing. Love and it. I couldn't be happier. Love it. And a great impression there. You did a nice, nice job. <laughs> hey, um, I've practised it a few times. With about a minute to go or so, we've got a race coming up at Horsham, race number nine. Uh, you want to give a tip out here for us to finish off? 
We may as well. Don't forget that multi uh, kicks off at race number 10 there at Horsham, which will be the following race. This next race, race number nine, look, it is a, a bit of a tricky race on paper. Paponi Bale's just starting to find a little bit of form as drawn box number five. I'm just checking the form of number one, Maximum Coco, because I have been just sort of keeping a, a little bit of a, a small eye on this Greyhound. Draws box number one here. Looks a bit of an each-way price. Has had one win from what is it, 12 starts, but can begin. So I'd either play the five each way or the red for a place, Johnny. All right, Jimmy, we've had a fun night. We've had a very inventive night, and hopefully yes. our multi can get up as well. We'll be in touch Bang. over the next little while. Have a great night, and make sure you watch the Boomers. You too, mate, and get that stinger ready for Tuesday. Yes, James Vandermart <laughs> joining me. We're getting bigger and better every single day, and hopefully we can find some winners for you. Don't forget to tune in to the podcast. It'll be up very, very shortly. You, anything you might have missed, you can catch up on at SEN underscore track. John Donahoe signing off. Cam Luke, Campbell Brown back with you. Cam Luke and Dave Taggart tomorrow. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.